Okay, episode 39 of the Geek Rex podcast. Hooray, hooray, hooray. We're almost to episode 40. I, I can't believe we've had like 40 episodes, Harper. Isn't that insane? It's pretty exciting. It's yeah. Pretty cool. I, you've been on like half of them. I am. I'm uh, getting to be up there with you guys. You're, you're like a veteran. Cal, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, thank you. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, the weekend treating you well? It is. I could use this. Uh, I could use the the winter being over, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's it's. Uh, I'm sure it is brutal uh, up in the Midwest at this point. Uh, I hear the snow is about to come get us a little bit again tonight. So, um, anyhow, this is our Academy Awards program, and we're joined not only by Harper and Cal, and of course the lovely Hannah Lodge who joins us again, but our friend also Jason Maldonado joins us today. Hello, Jason. Hi, everybody. I represent the gay community and Latin community, hoping to broaden Geek Rex's uh, audience there, so I will make sure all commentary is specific just to those audiences. Uh, you can't have a movie awards show without a little bit of gay. So. Well, especially if we're talking about Jared Leto, so um, there you go. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. We, we've done something similar to this in the past at Geek Rex, mostly through articles, but this year we're actually going to do a podcast, and hopefully it'll be a regular thing. It's not far off from our Rexy Awards from a few weeks ago, but instead we're going to focus our attention directly on the nominees for the 2014 Academy Awards, and we're going to go through some very specific categories that we feel like we've got at least some surface-level knowledge of, including things like Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director, blah, 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 blah. Um... Basically, our idea is this. We know who probably will win. At least we like to think we do. Uh, we also know who we think should win. And so we're going to go through everybody. We're going to talk about each category. We're going to talk about the nominees. And then we're going to make our picks for the who wills and the who shoulds based on what we know about the Academy, what we know about their voting history, and uh, just maybe some dumb luck guesses. We'll see what happens. Um, very exciting. A lot of good categories to go through. And Hannah... I think we're going to kind of start off from the top, and let's see where the Academy Awards takes us this year. Okay. Well, our first category is Best Supporting Actor. All right. Best Supporting Actor. Now, a number of nominees here. We have five this year. Uh, let's go through them. We have Barkad Opti from Captain Phillips, Bradley Cooper from American Hustle, Michael Fassbender from 12 Years a Slave, Jonah Hill from The Wolf of Wall Street, and Jared Leto from Dallas Buyers Club. Ladies first, Hannah, who do you think will win, and who do you think should win? I thought that meant I was going first, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very inclusionary, Kyle. I'm not. <laughs> it's, it's, uh... Gay joke tally. Yeah. <laughs> One. One. <laughs> All right, so my, my will win for this is Jared Leto from Dallas Buyers Club. My should win for this is Michael Fassbender from 12 Years a Slave. How come? Because he should. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I liked um, Dallas Buyers Club just fine. I thought the performance was great. But Michael Fassbender, his performance has stuck with me more than any other actor in that category has. Sure, sure. No, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, I think of all of the actors, I'll just go ahead and say, I think my should win here is probably also Michael Fassbender. Because mm -hmm. um, you will. Uh huh. Who's yeah. Oh, uh, I agree with you on that too. Same. I think, I think okay. we're pretty much lined up. So okay. I'll just skip. I'll skip out of this category since there's literally nothing new I can say. 
Um, but yeah, Michael Fassbender's performance as that uh, crazed slave owner uh, from de- uh, from Twelve Years a Slave has definitely stuck with me the most for sure. Uh, but there again, uh, you know, I've, I've been a big supporter of Michael Fassbender's for a very, very long time. Um, but I wonder if anybody else has a different opinion here. Jason, as our newest guest. <laughs> I don't, unfortunately. Oh. But, but I will um, uh, jump off what you guys said. I really think that there's a lot more emotional levels brought to the screen in, in Michael's performance. And also, I really think anybody who can make make me feel sympathy in a weird way for a slave owner yeah. deserves an award. That's there's, so I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't completely sympathize with him. But the way he told the story of, and I'm sure it's in the writing as well, of that specific character was phenomenal. And I should be probably the biggest supporter of uh, Jared Leto, but I just I, I was more moved by uh, his performance in Twelve Years a Slave than I was in a Dallas Buyers Club. And yeah. I think that Jared Leto's his physical transformation is heightening people's mm-hmm. opinion of his performance. I think he, he physically looked that part and he transformed so much for it that it's it kind of plays a role um, in the perception of that that part. Do you ever notice that there's like a history of that though in the uh, supporting actor category? It seems like these really like transformative roles tend to win Mm. more often than not. Like take for example uh, Javier Bardem winning in No Country for Old Men. Very horrifying villainous performance. Mm. That was followed up by Heath Ledger winning as the Joker in The Dark Knight. Then followed up with um, uh (laughs) What's our friend from Inglorious Bastards name? Uh, oh. Christoph Waltz. Yes. And it's like these very delicious performances that are very just big and, and uh, very, very character based. Exactly. Well, and even think about like Christian Bale in The Fighter. I right. mean, that's a physical transformation right. in itself. I, I really think this past year in general from a pop culture perspective, issues around transgender or drag queens have become huge. Sure. And so I think that's really kind of heightened... I think the awareness of this role specifically, but when it gets down to acting and again, who's bringing something that I think is really unique to the table, that's where I think Fassbender, for me, uh, that's why he gets my should win category. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Do, do, do you think Jared Leto is going to be the will win though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And, and and you know what? That's not, I, I don't walk away from this category upset. I think that that's a great win for him and still for the movie, but just not necessarily my pick if I had to say. For sure. Cal, do you have any different thoughts in this category? I really don't. I think this is one of the most certain ones. Uh, Jared Leto, yeah, he probably will win. Um, One of my favorite comments on uh, the Academy Awards is that you should replace best with most in everything. So, And Jared Leto did the most acting. You know, like he did the big physical transformation and the voice. He did all this stuff. Whereas Michael Fassbender was very reserved and reserved doesn't win Oscars. For sure. No, I, absolutely. It, it is it is definitely a more attention-grabbing performance, whereas um, sometimes the more uh, <laughs> leveled acting performance, quote-unquote, doesn't always necessarily grab the attention, particularly of this category. I, I would think. disagree with that, though, in, in one sure. way, in the sense that the reason why I like Michael Fassbender's performance is because I did get most or more acting or levels of acting again from his performance. Whereas Jared's felt like more like a physical and, mm-hmm. and a lot of makeup really kind of assisted in sure. uh, the downfall of his character or, or at least the telling of that character specifically. Sure. Um, it was a louder part from the onset, but maybe not throughout. Fassbender right. took a while to build up right. to that kind of peak of crazy Whereas Jared Leto was kind of the same throughout the movie. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, do you, do you have a difference of opinion on on the should win though, Cal? Uh, I love. I mean, not really. I loved Fastbender. I would be totally happy if Jonah Hill or uh, Barkad <laughs> Abdi won for Captain Phillips. Yeah. Um, I'd be totally happy with either of those, but I think Fastbender really ran away with the category this year. Not not a Cooper fan, huh? <laughs> he was fine. I'll, I'll stop with that. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh. Harper, what do you think? I've got very different choices, actually. Okay. Excellent. And I know I'm going to take continue to take a beating for this, but I still have not seen 12 Years a Slave. But based on all of y'all's continued praise for him and, and from what I keep reading about it, I, I feel like there's a fair chance he might actually win it. So um, for me, I, I, I would pick him as my will win. Oh, wow. Uh, my should win... Before the nominations came out, after I saw Wolf of Wall Street, I kept saying to myself, Jonah Hill was the best thing about that movie to me. I thought he did an incredible job. It, he, there was a bit of that uh, transformational aspect where he turned into the ultimate sleazeball um, and was hysterically funny and, uh, and you know creepier than I thought he could be. So uh, I, he would, would be my pick for uh, Should Win. Sure, absolutely. I, I, and Jonah Hill's quite good in the role. I, I won't disagree. Um, I will say Barkhead Opti, just just, to ra- just before we wrap up on this category, this will probably be the only time we'll ever give a chance to give that guy an award. Yeah. I, I, unfortunately. I guess the nomination is the award in of itself. I would think so. Um, but I was pretty impressed with him, I have to say. I think uh, if there's going to be any surprises, it could be in this category. Yeah. I really do. Could if they, they want to make any uh, really just last-minute changes to kind of bring in audiences, I think this is one of those categories where you could see it. it it's a strong category. Yeah. They're not, not a weak performance in the bunch, I don't think. But uh, absolutely, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that turns around. What's our next category, Hannah? Okay, next up is cinematography. All right. So the nominees for cinematography are The Grandmaster... Gravity, Inside Lewin Davis, Nebraska, and Prisoners. So I'm going to start on the opposite end and ask uh, Harper, who do you think should win and who do you think will win? My should win, um, I think Gravity is kind of a, uh, I actually think that's the should and the will in this this case. Um, Just for the fact that it's so different than anything we've really ever seen before and the fact that they were able to put together a movie that completely takes place in zero gravity and space, um, the way they did it made it believable. Um, and for, like we've talked about before when we're talking about gravity, that it's such a um, cinema-specific experience that in the theater, it's such an overwhelming experience. Um, I, the, the visual aspect of it is the movie itself. So sure. I think that one, I think it deserves to win, and I think it probably will. How about you, Cal? I, I actually agree. Uh, this is a category, I mean, I loved uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Um, I mean, Roger Deakins, who did Prisoners, always does fantastic work. But Gravity was just such a big, splashy, just gorgeous movie that I would I would genuinely be surprised if it didn't win. And I, 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 am, I think it should win. I think that it... Uh, really was every bit as beautiful and just big as its reputation suggests. Absolutely. Hannah, how about you? Same. Will, should, gravity. All right. Maybe we'll be unanimous on this one. Maybe. Jason? I think, uh, yeah, I'm with everybody on this one. I will say, though, for those who are probably wondering where Prisoners is on here, I did see this movie because there are a couple within this category I have not seen. 
Um, and just to kind of provide some thoughts there, it did a really good job at bringing a lot of dark. It reminded me of Winter's Bone and how dark the movie is visually mm-hmm. from both rain and cold and just a lot of really... It, 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 seeing it in a movie is uh, probably a phenomenal experience. So uh, hat tip to prisoners, but I think Gravity for sure walks away with this. I, I agree with you guys on the, the will. I actually think gra- Prisoners would be my should. Mm-hmm. I don't even like that movie. Very much. I'll be honest. Like I, I think it has a lot of scripting problems, yeah. and I think it actually has some acting issues as well. But um, I love that film visually, and I'm a huge Roger Deakins fanboy. So anytime that there's even a chance they could give him a, an Academy Award, I would be very excited about <laughs> it because I don't think that's happened yet uh, in his entire career. The man has not won an actual Oscar. What that's has crazy. he done before? All or? the Coen Brothers movies, just about, oh, okay. and there he also did blood. Skyfall. Okay. Um, he didn't do There Will Be Blood, actually. Oh, right. It was Robert Ellswood. Um, but yeah, he's done a lot of films. And I don't think, I thought he was going to win for Skyfall, but I don't think he won for that. So I think, I think Argo won. From a visual perspective, when you're watching that movie, you feel like you're in that environment much more than Gravity, I will say. But Gravity, I mean, you just, it's visual porn. But that, from uh, Prisoners, I felt cold and wet, like the majority of the movie, which is exactly what you're supposed to be. It didn't take any dialogue or any um, even uh, in your face. Uh, right. Visuals to kind of make that happen. Yeah, I think it's just going to be very difficult to separate the film from the actual like, quality of the cinematography. And that's how it is most most Academy Award years. I mean, it's always like the film that's probably going to be one of your best picture contenders is probably going to win best cinematography. Mm-hmm. Not to say Gravity's undeserving because it's not. It's it's beautiful. But I'm biased. I, I, what can I say? I love Deacons. So... Um, so that, that, but mostly unanimous, at least on the shoulds. Yeah, pretty darn close. Maybe as close as we get. We'll see. What's our next category, Hannah? Okay, next up we have visual effects. All right. So best visual effects. This is sort of the action category where we get to talk a little bit about summer blockbusters for a minute. Um, the nominees are Gravity, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug, (laughs) Iron Man 3, The Lone Ranger, and Star Trek Into Darkness. Jason. Oh gosh. Um, I was I felt like a, a school kid. Like don't pick, don't pick me first. Don't pick me first. Look down. Um, I chose gravity for this, but to be honest with you, I could be swayed for a lot of the other, even though uh, some of the movies probably aren't strong from a script or from a, a critic's evaluation perspective, a lot of them from a visual end did great things. For some reason, Star Trek is really jumping out at me from a visual perspective, but I feel like with this and cinematography, if you just don't give it to gravity, you create a lot of unnecessary and unnecessary hate within this community of like why, why that it's so easy to give it to that to gravity. So I just feel like it's going to go to gravity just because it's a shoe in. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I, your your whole point is very sound. I mean, there's there's a lot of great visual effects work, and there actually been some films that I'm surprised weren't included in this category, mm-hmm. considering uh, a couple of the choices. I'm, you start to wonder. Uh, you know, The Hobbit is fine, but really it looked like a video game versus right. <laughs> like some of the more subtle effects of like Iron Man 3, which I know sounds bizarre to say. Uh, but comparatively speaking, I mean, there's there's tasteful visual effects and then there's just overload. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Gravity, This <laughs> if there's anything that will be walked away with, will, should, Gravity will take this category. Harper, what do you think? I gotta be a pretty uh, have a pretty boring choice after the last one we just had, but I, I think Gravity will and probably should win this one again. Um, yeah, I mean, again, there's some other those other uh, nominees have some pretty interesting visual effects, but nothing is as different or stand out as Gravity. Cal, what about you? I mean, do you have a difference of opinion? You and I talk about summer movies all the time. So. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, I mean, as much as I like a couple of the choices on here, Iron Man 3 and uh, for all the problems I have with it, Star Trek Into Darkness are both like really impressive uh, movies visually. I have to say I'm with everybody else. Should Will Gravity, it's not going to win Best Picture. It's not going to win Best Actress. I can see them giving it a sweep on the technical categories and the visual categories just because that, I mean, it, it, it's fair. That's what it did best. Sure. Absolutely. Hannah, do, 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 do you agree? I'd love to be contrary and say that I think the Lone Ranger should take this category. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it should will gravity on this. Like the, the visual achievements from this film, I think they deserve to be recognized more than any other part of that movie does. So that's a, a good one for me. Yeah. And, you know, to be fair, I don't think this is the only category the Lone Ranger is nominated for, right? Isn't there something else that it's also... Uh, makeup, and makeup and hairstyling. So there's definitely, like, a, some love below the line for the Lone Ranger. In fairness, uh, I didn't see it. Maybe it's due, but I whatever. I don't know. Cal, did you see the Lone <laughs> Ranger? I don't want to belabor the point here, but I'm just curious. Did you ever catch that? No, I missed it. I wanted to when it was in the Dollar Theater and just never got to. Mm. I don't think any of us have seen it. <laughs> I, love, I like that. So the I wanted to see it when it was at the Dollar Theater, but I still didn't get an opportunity to see it. It still felt Maybe too... Maybe it was a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Johnny Depp. All right. Uh, next category, Hannah, if you please. Next category is costume design. Costume design. Now, this will be an interesting one because I don't think we've ever discussed this category in any way, shape, or form amongst us ever. So uh, this, this, this should be a good discussion. The nominees are American Hustle, The Grand Master, The Great Gatsby, The Invisible Woman, and 12 Years a Slave. Jason, sure. How about you open us up on this one? I so I've seen all of these movies except The Grand Master. Okay. Um, I think that it's going to go to uh, American Hustle. I think there's a lot of love and support around the really uh, the throwback designs and, and clothing within that the costumes, excuse me, within uh, that period. But I really think Great Gatsby deserves to win this. Um, it really did an amazing job bringing rich to poor, a massive amount of costumes to these really lavish parties within the movie. And while the script has issues and the acting has issues, if there's something it did do really well, it's the costume and the visual. I actually was really surprised it wasn't nominated for some of the other visual categories. But um, if it's going to walk away with any awards this season, well, <laughs> maybe this is the only option, um, it will be <laughs> costume design, I think. But um, I would love to see Great Gatsby win, but I really think American House will win. Again, due to some of the other things we've talked about, which is, doesn't really make sense to give it to uh, the Great Gatsby sometimes, just because or a movie like this, because it might just create more controversy than is necessary. Cal, what about you? Do you, do you have uh, some different thoughts on that category? Uh, for me, uh, costume design, I would say, honestly, Will should uh, American Hustle. It was it was basically wigs and side boob, the movie. And, <laughs> Is side and, boob a uh, costume choice? The costume designer was a big part of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, uh, I, felt, I felt like I was 13 again watching that movie. It was, uh, I, had a, I had a sexual reawakening, uh, thanks to Amy Adams. <laughs> what kind of theater did you go to? <laughs> It was at Fitz. IMAX 3D. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was reclined back. I was, right, I was enough in a about your... <laughs> <laughs> that movie with my parents. By the way. Uh, 
<laughs> no, we saw it with uh, we saw it with Jason and Connor first, and then with my parents, and then with your parents. It depends on when they. I was prepared. I was prepared at that point. Yeah. Please I, do not bring me into your movie, <laughs> <laughs> laying back, seeing side boob experience. <laughs> oh goodness, uh, Harper, do you have any other thoughts on this category? Uh, this one, I'm embarrassed to say, I have not seen a single movie in this okay. category. Um, but I think uh, American Hustle again is it seems like a shoe in. It's it's that kind of movie wins costume design all the time. Sure. Um, and I, I tend to agree. I think Great Gatsby, from from what I saw from trailers and everything else, um, the costume design was phenomenal. So I think it probably deserves it a little more. Okay. Um, so for me, Will should both our American Hustle. I didn't see Great Gatsby. I feel like in some of these categories, it's where you get that, well, I didn't see all of these, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't really speak to that in terms of if it should. But American Hustle, like Cal said, People talk about the costumes from that movie, not directly. They talk about the lack of costuming in specific areas. Hmm. But, I mean, it's a part of the conversation in a way that's not part of the conversation with any of the other movies on the list. So I'm going to take a, uh, a ballsy choice here. I'm going to say the will win is 12 Years a Slave. Really? Yeah, hmm. because I've got a theory floating around about American Hustle right now that I think they're going to have some trouble on awards night. And I think that might go down with every award. You don't think even in this category they'll pick one up? Because there's quite a bit of there's quite a bit of fancy dress in Twelve Years a Slave as well. I mean, some really period specific pieces, much like Great Gatsby. Um, I could see that, like like uh, Jingle and Chain, where it's it, even though they're not fancy and flashy, there's still intricate detail in the way that those uh, outfits are created. Absolutely, I, I feel like that that's there's a lot of credit that could be drawn there mm-hmm. uh, particularly if 12 years a slave is like your best picture winner mm-hmm. there's just like there's like a there's like a sweeping effect that occurs when um when you've got a film that is got momentum to potentially win like argo sweeps up best editing out of nowhere and best cinematography and yeah and whether or not it's deserved in those categories it's because it's going to be the best picture winner that mm-hmm. it takes in all this stuff I may be showing my hand for later categories here, but I think that's probably why 12 Years a Slave will end up taking best costume design. Do you think it should or do you think it will? I think it will. I think the should is probably American Hustle just because it's so fun. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean, I, I love those outfits. Yeah. I, uh, you know, Bradley Cooper's disco inferno outfit uh, was just off the chain. Um but uh, yeah, I, I would definitely say that uh, American Hustle would be my should. Though I, I admit to not seeing the Grandmaster, so mm-hmm. I might feel differently if I'd seen that. Certainly the previews made that look very flashy and interesting. But I would not discount the Great Gatsby. This branch loves their Baz Luhrmann. So <laughs> um, I, 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 honestly, Australia and... Uh, what was it? What was another film of his? Moulin Rouge. Yeah, Rouge. Rouge. I mean, <laughs> this is a guy that uh, certainly has got uh, a lot of love here. So I don't know if the quality of the movie affects it, but I kind of wonder if you walk out of a movie feeling like it wasn't as good of a movie, if that lends to you not giving it credit for these technical areas where it's due. Right. Which could happen here. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. What's next on our list? Okay, next up is makeup and hairstyling with only three nominees. Ooh, and there's some weird ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, this is going to last like five seconds. But the nominees for makeup and hairstyling are Dallas Buyers Club, Jackass Presents, Bad Grandpa. <laughs> I repeat, Jackass Presents, Bad Grandpa, and The Lone Ranger. Um <laughs> Harper, what do you think? <laughs> uh, first, 
It's it's always funny to me these awards that have less than the full amount of uh, nominees. Like there like there are only three movies in the entire year that used makeup or did right. hair. We can't right. bother to nominate. Like, there's got to be a fourth. There's got to be a fourth and a fifth somewhere out well, there. Well, Jackass was just so awesome, and The Lone Ranger was just so awesome. They right. had to fill up the whole category. Right. Right. Um, for this one, I think uh, I think Dallas Buyers Club is definitely going to win it. Um, it's it's that kind of movie that that's going to pull for that award with. Um, somebody playing a transgendered person and uh, it's got kind of that period piece look to it as well um, so I think it's kind of a shoe in I would love for Jackass uh, Presents Bad Grandpa to to win an Oscar I think that would be the best thing ever so, uh, and, and you know in all honesty the the, uh, the makeup in that movie was pretty incredible <laughs> uh, you know they, they were what they were going for so uh, I, I really hope it wins I think it should win <laughs> alright Hannah I mean, I don't have strong feelings about this category, to be honest, but I'm going to go Dallas Fires Club for should and will. I didn't see Jackass, uh, Bad Grandpa, and I definitely don't want the Lone Ranger to win. You know, for covering Johnny Depp in that makeup, I will be furious yeah, if they get an award for doing that. Like, that would just be offensive. So I'm going Dallas Fires Club for should and will. Uh, Jason? Um, I'm I'm going with Jackass for both should and uh, will win. And I really think because they took makeup and put somebody in a real life scenario where it was duping people in real life, as opposed to uh, having makeup artists constantly around you doing takes. If something didn't go together, you get to redo it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I've seen a lot of articles, a lot of uh, people wanting this movie to win for that various reason. I also think, again, thinking about the Oscars as a, as a media entertainment system, it's a really great way just to say, hey, young millennials, we're in touch with you. Here's an award to Jackass. Isn't this funny? <laughs> Oscars can be hip and cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I, for that reason, I, I do agree with uh, uh, Harper, though. It's weird to not see movies like Catching Fire. While they don't sure. necessarily need to be across all categories, this is a category where makeup and style are such a huge part of this uh, movie that it's weird that they didn't give it a fourth nomination. Yeah. Um, I Cal, I'll go to you last on this one, so I'm not last. But I, um, I will say I'm really surprised in this nominee, uh, this list of nominees that they didn't include Star Trek Into Darkness and they didn't include The Hobbit. Mm-hmm. Both of those films include a lot of very creative makeup. I don't, I don't like those movies particularly, but um, just to look at the makeup on those dwarves, to look at the makeup on all the alien creatures in Star Trek Into Darkness, I right. mean, the, the redo of the Klingons and stuff, yeah. I mean, that's that's still impressive makeup work that generally the Academy goes for. I'm, I'm really surprised that they didn't at least get a nod there. And they had room. It was like they just gave those movies a middle finger for no reason, you know? <laughs> well, it makes me wonder if maybe there are some uh, uh, rules and regulations that movies have to meet that maybe, maybe are just maybe the CGI. not popularly known or not widely known. Maybe. Maybe yeah. so. It's hard to say. But I will say your point's very astute, Jason. Well, I, uh... th- actually, Hannah just brought up a good point. I think the majority of these movies, probably the makeup and the hair is probably not CGI exactly, at all. So maybe yeah. that has something to sure. do with it. Possibly so. For The Hobbit, at least. I bet yeah. a lot of the CGI kind of ruins the ability. Or a mix be, between yeah. them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I guess my will and should is probably going to be Dallas Buyers Club, though. I mean, just sort of the obvious pick. Um, the the will is because it's a best picture contender, and it's the only one in this in this not in this category. Uh, that's not necessarily a, a reason to pick it for merit, but I just think that's just how the Academy runs. Mm-hmm. Um, the should. I go with Dallas Buyers Club mainly because I do think that they were able to transform both Jared Leto and Matthew McConaughey at their varying levels of health in a pretty impressive way. 
Um, I found it believable. They certainly looked like they were edging towards the end of their lives at certain points, and they certainly were looking much more sickly as the AIDS virus began to began to take away their health. So I I certainly found that to be impressive, and that's that's all in makeup work and hairstyling work. I mean, that's that's impressive. So. Yeah, Cal, what did, what about you? Uh, I'm gonna say will win Dallas Buyers Club and. To be honest, it's deserved. That was one of the most striking parts about the movie. But I honestly, I have to, I have to agree with uh, Jason. Uh, Jackass presents bad rap. Like without the makeup effects, there is no movie. There's literally, it doesn't exist. And which uh, may not be a bad thing. (laughs) That's 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 an argument. uh, That's an argument in its favor. I think that they managed to fool people close up and. a lot of movies can't uh, can't make that argument. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. I I, I wonder if Bor- did Borat win? I can't remember if it won for a It's the same sort of thing. Probably not. But um, okay, what, our next category, Hannah. The next category is sound mixing. Sound mixing. Okay, so um, here's how this is going to work. We're going to run down these nominees, and certainly, I think Jason and Harper may have a discussion about this. But I am bowing out of this category, claiming complete ignorance of what uh, constitutes proper sound mixing and sound editing. I will leave it to Cal if he wants to join in on any of this at any point. I'm going to bow out, too. I, oh. I think. I mean, I, I, I have an opinion about these, but I certainly don't have an educated opinion within sure. these categories, so I really leave this to Harper. Yeah. That movie was loud. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> sounded like they mixed things really good. <laughs> I, that sure sounded like a car. That was, that was, that was uh, excellent. Okay, so sound editing, was that the one we were doing first? Do sound mixing. Sound first. mixing. Yeah. All right. So the nominees for sound mixing are Captain Phillips, Gravity, the Hobbit, The Desol- Desolation of Smog, Inside Lewin Davis, and Lone Survivor. It's an interesting group of nominees. Um, and I, I have to say, I haven't seen Captain Phillips or Lone Survivor, so I can't speak to those. Um, but I will say, um, while Gravity is very, very impressive um, with its mixing, um, it's kind of minimal in a lot of cases. Uh, and and in, in a lot of ways, that's impressive because the whole movie is based on Sandra Bullock's voice. Uh, primarily, and that in that way is pretty impressive. But there's not not as much work there as might go into another movie. Um, so I'm actually I'm going to say Gravity probably will win, um, but uh, I think Inside Lewin Davis actually deserves this one um, for the fact that the music was such a large part of the movie. Obviously, um, that takes a huge amount of skill. That's that's a huge that's a, a big undertaking in itself, totally outside of the movie's sound effects and, and dialogue and everything. And it, and it was really, really well put together. Um, the movie, from a cinematography and a sound um, perspective, really pulled together an interesting tone um, that I think we've talked about before, that it's got this kind of surreal, dark feel to it. Um, and I think a lot of that's due to the great sound work that they did on it. So for mixing, I'm, I'm going to say Gravity probably will take it, but okay. Inside Lewin Davis deserves it. And Harper, can you tell us both about what you do for a living and also what the difference is between sound mixing and sound editing, just in case people don't know the differentiation? There? Sure, sure, sure. Um, I've done a lot of uh, video editing and um, sound editing and, and mixing, actually, uh, mostly for posts, so related to um, video work. So putting in sound effects and, and mixing dialogue and that kind of thing. Um, nothing, nothing huge. I'm not a, not a superstar by any means. Um, but uh, And I work at an audio engineering school, so I kind of keep my chops up that way. Um, but the difference between the two awards, and it's it's kind of a foggy one. It, it overlaps in a lot of cases. Um, mixing is more like the balance of the elements. So 
um, like if someone's if someone's in a cave, they sound like they're in a cave. Um, right. If there's a bunch of people talking, you can still understand and hear all of them individually and separately, that kind of thing. Um, whereas editing is more like um, putting together like a really complex group of sound effects for like a battle scene or something like that. So that's where kind of action movies tend to take the sound editing, whereas mixing is and uh, leans more towards kind of um, maybe some more kind of personal movies, things like that. Impressive. Is sound editing the next on our... It is. All right. They, they always tend to be grouped together when you see them win. Yeah, they, they yeah. speed through them real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. Just as we did. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's like, during the commercial break, this was awarded. <laughs> Before the show, we awarded such and such award. All right. So for sound editing, uh, the nominees are All is Lost, Captain Phillips, Gravity, The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog, and Lone Survivor. Uh, unfortunately on this one, I've only seen Gravity, which I, I hate to say. I wish I had okay. seen more. Um, but from what I've seen, Gravity actually probably, um, I, I think it will win it based on just that it is such a kind of a spectacle. And, and um, from the sound perspective, it's a very different kind of movie than you usually see. Um, and, you know, I can't really speak to say which one I think would win or, or should win rather uh, outside of that. But I do think Gravity could deserve that one in a lot of um for a lot of reasons in, in that it's interesting the way it's put together and the way the, particularly when the um, debris is hitting and breaking up the different mm-hmm. space stations and things, that, that real weird kind of interesting, shiny, shimmery sound is, it's a, that's a really impressive piece of sound work putting that, those particular scenes together. It's very frightening, but it's also very beautiful, which is kind of the theme of the movie in general, I think visually. Um, so I, I do think it deserves it. Um, but Again, I can't speak to the other movies, unfortunately. I think historically speaking, though, you're probably dead on because this is just one of those movies that I think will again get swept into technical. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's it, if 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 sound editing is for generally for bigger action films, mm-hmm. I I can't remember a time where I saw sound mixing and sound editing go to two different movies. Yeah, um, they, they do tend to go together in a lot of a lot of cases, and that's probably due more to ignorance on the voters' part. And they're like, up oh, this yeah, that, gravity, gravity, great, good sound, <laughs> sure, sound, <laughs> sound, great, sound great. Well, and again, I think uh, I think Cal said it, but if if gravity's going to pick up a lot of awards, it's going to be for the tech and visual end. I agree mm-hmm. with that, and so it would make sense that they would probably would sweep both these categories, right? And I'm not sure that's all it's going to get, to be honest right. with you. But we'll we'll get there. Uh, what uh, what's next on our docket? Okay, next on the list is best supporting actress. Best Supporting Actress. This is an interesting category. Okay, so our nominees for Best Supporting Actress are Sally Hawkins for Blue Jasmine, Jennifer Lawrence for American Hustle, Lupita Nyong'o for 12 Years a Slave, Julia Roberts for August Osage County, and June Squibb for Nebraska. Hannah, this is the Supporting Actresses. We'll start with the lady. Are you going to start with Jason? No, we're going to start with Hannah. <laughs> um, okay, so my will for this category is Jennifer Lawrence for American Hustle, just because I feel like Jennifer Lawrence is almost a brand at this point. You know, mm-hmm. people get swept up in the kind of Jennifer Lawrence talk, and she was actually good. So it wasn't a case of, you know, oh, this is somebody who everybody's talking about, but she's terrible. She did a good job. Um, but my should is Lupita Young, Youngo yeah. um, for 12 Years a Slave, just because... That was a tough movie in a lot of ways. It was also tough, I think, for anyone to to stand up to the acting efforts of Michael Fassbender and of Chiwetel Ejiofor. And she did that. And, you know, you don't even know who she is 
you know, a lot of us don't know who she is going into this movie. And she managed to to stand up there next to them and do just as good of a job. So she's my should. Jennifer Lawrence is my will. Okay. Jason, how about you? Um, uh, my who should win is actually uh, the same as my will win. And it is Lupita. I really think that she's picked up steam with the past couple of awards and, and uh, nabbing them. I really think... Of the individuals here, she gave the best performance overall. I love Jennifer Lawrence. I mm-hmm. love Jennifer Lawrence. But in this role, it, she seemed too young for the role. She seemed like a girl trying to play a woman um, in this specific movie. And Lupita, to me, is the best performance in 12 Years a Slave, period. Love Michael Fassbender. When I walked out of that, she was the only person I could think and just kept coming up in my head. Um, so I really think that she deserves it. I also think that she has the opportunity to have one of the more insightful, beautiful speeches, which is something I think that is um, not always considered. But I think that she will get up there and say something that's intelligent and exciting as a first time winner who's unknown. That's a good and bad thing, I think, for her when thinking about the politics of uh, the Academy Award. But the positive thing is that excitement seeing that fresh flushed face of someone who's making it right. is something that's always amazing and inspirational to see. And so, um, but I, I don't think that's why she deserves to win. I just think that that's, you know, something that people will probably consider, but this, this performance by her is actually one of my favorite performances all year out of any actor in any category. It's, I think just brilliant. Yeah. I'm going to line up with you on that because I, I particularly the point you just brought up of bringing up sort of the fresh faces the Academy loves doing that, particularly in this category. Yeah. Um, like when they gave an award to Octavia Spencer, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that, that, you know, that's somebody that came out of nowhere that year to be able to win that award. They knew it was coming, but she was a fairly unknown actress up to that point. Um, the same went when they gave the, uh, the award to, um, Oh, that American Jennifer Hudson mm-hmm. when they give it to her for uh, Dreamgirls. Mm-hmm. I mean, you haven't seen Jennifer Hudson do anything since, basically. But they love giving this award out like that. So I think Lupita is probably going to win. To interject, she was in Nativity, a Christmas movie that came out this past uh, year. She was in Black Nativity. <laughs> oh, Black Nativity. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but, okay, now, I will also say it's the should win. And mainly it's because I don't like any of the other performances in this category. <laughs> I have to be honest, I do not like Sally Hawkins in Blue Jasmine. I think she's the worst part of that movie. Really? Uh, I, yeah. I cannot stand her in that movie. Jennifer Lawrence, I, I was not in love with, after, as I said to you after the film. Uh, Julia Roberts is just Julia Roberts in August Osage County. Mm-hmm. And June Squibb, who many people like a lot in Nebraska, I could not stand the way that part was written. Yeah, I don't think it was her fault. Yeah, but... yeah. Unfortunately, the script did her no favors. I agree I with that. Feel. I think just Jennifer Lawrence had the most had had the best writing, had the had the most flashy character, and so she stood out in that movie. Like she got to do things that other characters did, and that was the great power part of her. But nothing about it said, "Wow, you're really stretching yourself as an actress." I agree, and he, I didn't think about it till you said it. But she was too young for that part. Yeah. I didn't even consider that, but she was kind of not right for that in terms of age. But where she was right is that you have this kind of weird likability factor going into the movie for her. And so anything she says is extra funny because you already like, you know, a lot of the population already has this kind of good sentiment and good vibe towards Jennifer Lawrence. And the, the other issue, she, she won an Academy Award last year. That, that There's going to be some of this, oh, should we award her again this summer? I didn't think about that. Well, yeah. and, and to Hannah's point, she's such, an, she's such an, a, a big brand right now, especially uh, amongst younger moviegoers. I could, I could see them giving in her award, not necessarily because she deserves it, and that sounds terrible because I love her, but because she is this 
this uh she will bring a lot of attention to the academy awards for doing so mm-hmm. i disagree with you i think sally Haw- hawkins was great in blue jasmine sure, sure. not deserving of an award right but i think that she played that character really well right um i have to go back and see her in other things to see if it's if it's that different uh from her performance in that movie i recommend uh was it i think it's happy go lucky i think is the mike lee movie she's in so that might be the one like great sally hawkins performance that's worth seeing anyway uh cal what do you think about this category uh, should win. Uh, I, I have to agree with most of you. Lupita Nyong'o, um, she was amazing. I have recurring nightmares about Jennifer Lawrence winning. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I feel like Jennifer Lawrence and Sally Hawkins were both very good in roles that I thought were very poorly written for them. Um, and so I'm like, I, I feel bad, you know, like I feel bad saying I have recurring nightmares about Jennifer Lawrence winning an award, uh, (laughs) but she's all flash and there's really nothing to her character. Um, whereas Lupita brought a really vivid, well-rounded character, uh, to life in a way that not many people could in that situation, I think. Sure, absolutely. I, uh, I I think I think that's a solid point in her favor. I, I just I, I I agree with you. I don't think Jennifer Lawrence is going to win because I, I like I said I think American Hustle is going to have problems. I didn't think about the fact that she won last year, yeah. and I think that's actually the strongest point against her. I, I don't think they like doing that twice in a row. Well, we say that, and then you know Tom Hanks has done it. I mean, Kevin yeah. Spacey has done it. Actually, from what I've read online from other uh, movie critics, are saying that's one of the more positive things going in her favor. Oh, really? Is the fact that she has won, and so um, if it's so close between these two individuals, okay. some people will side with her because then it feels like at least a betting on somebody who has been awarded in the past and therefore deserves it. And she'll make a cute speech because she's Jennifer She'll trip again or something. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't Russell Crowe win one back-to-back as well? I think he won it for Gladiator and and then for Beautiful Mind. Might have been a year in between, but if if not, it was really close, yeah. I mean, remember when he was an Academy Award-winning actor? That was, those were times. Let's also not forget how amazing (laughs) Julia Roberts is in that movie. No, I'm messing. Uh, (laughs) She is really great. She has another kind of flashy character, but I I don't think she's at all contender for it. No. Harper, what about you, sir? Uh, I've got a bow out of this one because I embarrassingly have not seen a single movie in the category. So Fair, fair deal. I, I appreciate it. Um, so, our next category, Hannah. The next category is film editing. Okay. Film editing. Uh, the nominees for film editing are American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, and 12 Years a Slave. This will be a very interesting discussion. And Cal, I'd, I'd love to start with you. Um, who, who do you think um, should be uh, the, the winner for film editing? Uh, this one's pretty tough. I, I think I'm I think I'm going to go Will Should on uh, 12 Years a Slave, which I had some minor problems with, but I will say that one thing that really impressed me was the way that... Um, it knew how it knew when to hold a shot. It knew when to hold a shot way too long, and it knew how to uh, bring everything together. To uh, it knew how to bring everything together in a way that really brought a lot of the visceral horror of the movie together. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would, I'm going to say Twelve Years a Slave. It was 
a very patient movie, but it was it impressed me a lot. I'm, I'm going to piggyback on that, and I'm going to say I agree with you completely. Um, I think as much as I enjoy Captain Phillips' editing, that I, I think we'll touch on here in a second with some with, with a few of the other folks. Um, I think Twelve Years a Slave was constructed in a way that made it counter to what many people thought they were going to go see. I think a lot of people, in terms of the advertising, thought they were going to go see a very big, sweeping Steven Spielberg-style movie about the antebellum period. And instead, they get a very harsh, brutal, no, you're going to watch him hang from this tree. No, you're going to watch them bathe naked in this corner here. You're going to watch him, you know, uh, diddle with this woman under the covers or whatever. You're going to see all the uncomfortable parts. And that's a big credit to the editing work that went went on with 12 Years a Slave. I also think it probably will win film editing. uh, Not beyond just the should, I think it will win because I think it's probably on its verge to winning the big prize too. Um, But, Jason, what about you? Um, I disagree. I don't don't think that uh, 12 Years a Slave will win film editing. I think the should and will will go to gravity. I don't think I've seen, and I think Captain Phillips actually is a, is a really close second. Both both of those films, the editing, I haven't felt uh, such powerful editing since like The Dark Knight. Sure. Uh, to be honest, I think that, that kind of a, is aligned with them. I, I really think that the downfall of Twelve Years a Slave actually is some of the editing. I agree with uh, Harper in the sense that there were scenes that were beautiful and inspirational and really great. To, and then there were scenes where I was like, what is going on? This is far too long. This needs to be cut out of this movie. And and I understand it's up for interpretation with the director. It just wasn't very clear to me what his, uh, what the true meaning of some of his, uh, uh, of the, of the intentions around the editing were. So um, for that, I'm going to go with gravity and, and uh, second close to Captain Phillips. And again, this is where I think uh, the visual and the and the more technical ones are going to come into because I, I kind of lump in edit, film editing into that category sure. where I see gravity kind of taking some of those awards. I will say, historically speaking, the film that wins film editing often wins Best Picture. Mm. Really? Yeah. But I will. But to counter that, within the past three to four years, I think the Academy have done a really interesting job, and I don't necessarily agree with it with trying to give almost every picture something. Right. And mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, if one movie deserves the majority of the awards, and that's just it. But now it's like everyone should walk away with one category of something. And so, I mean, that kind of hurts and, and helps my case for why Twelve Years a Slave should. No, 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 it's, no it's 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 fa- it's absolutely fair. Right. Uh, I, 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 your point, your point is sound, especially if Gravity is looking at a big night. I think uh, there's a, every chance in the world that it'll probably take film editing. Um, Harper, what about you? What do you think? Um, I think that uh, Dallas Buyers Club actually should win editing. Um, that was one of the one of the many things I walked out of that movie really, really impressed with. Really? Yeah. I don't um, know if I've ever heard anyone say that. <laughs> it was that's awesome. Really, really impressive. Um, and it, it added a lot to the tone and to the the drama of the movie, particularly um, some of the montage sequences. Um, mm, okay. With with the the music that was playing over, and you kind of where you know you take a large portion of time and they're boiling it down to just this 30 second montage and they did a fantastic job of putting that together in a really interesting um way that you know didn't feel like it was a shortcut at all okay Um, i was really impressed with the way it was put together um i think i'd be shocked if gravity doesn't win this one um i think it definitely will um particularly for the the long shots the opening what is it 12 minutes that they don't cut uh, film people eat that shit up. <laughs> There's no way it's not going to win that, I think. <laughs> Hannah, what about you? I'm with Harper and Jason. I think Gravity will win. I also personally think it should win 
this is one of those categories where it's kind of weird because in 12 Years a Slave, you're very aware of the film editing. And I feel like in Gravity, you're not. It's almost like a silent factor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's, is it better to be more out there and more noticeable with the editing? Or is it better to do such a good job that it's so seamless that no one's even really thinking about the editing? And to me, the latter wins just because I think less was really important. Less is more was such an important part of that movie. And it was so tight. And that was what made you kind of have that, you know, gripping your your yeah. chair the entire time. And the editing was essential there. So that's why it's my will and shit. It didn't take you out of the movie at all. You're, you're in that movie. You're I just remember space. when we walked out of the movie and it was Kyle, Hannah, myself and uh, Connor that was one of the first comments we made about the movie, how short and tight it was. Yeah. It, it just felt like there wasn't a single moment that was out of place, maybe the last five minutes on the beach. But uh, <laughs> but there was just, it was like just consistently gripping and yeah. beautiful. I will say, I didn't really actually think about Dell Spires Club as being a contender, but now that you've just explained that, you're right. They covered such a large amount of time in that movie, but it never felt that long, which was yeah. great. And again, that's more where it's working behind the scenes. Yeah. Since you're not even really thinking about it, but it is huh. effective. I, you know, Kyle, what you were saying about the best picture often taking this category, I feel like this is going to be a year where it doesn't follow that rule because sure. I think that you have such an unusual set of contenders mm-hmm. in terms of 12 years in gravity, probably being some of the most strong contenders in that category and being such different movies completely. You know, 12 years, the pacing, the feeling everything about it, what it was good at, they were completely opposite. And so I think this is a year where you will see kind of some split in terms of what takes what awards. You know, we say that and then they fall into the same old patterns over and over again. It's just whatever got hot, got hot. And I mean, it, it could be that way, but this was such an innovation, yeah. I feel like. I, and all I'm saying is from what what I remember growing up, if you if you won for best director, you won best picture. Sure. And within recent years they split that. Yeah. And so that's mm-hmm. why I think uh getting down to the nitty-gritty of each film and you know, not necessarily saying if you win best picture you're going to win best film editing. I think we're going to start to see more of that splitting potentially. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and you know what? I appreciate that because then it, to me, it says that they're taking in consideration what that specific craft is about mm-hmm. rather than just lumping it into. I liked that movie. So yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, best picture at, 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 in, as a category itself is still a crapshoot, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there, there, there's every chance in the world that, that we could be looking at quite a split year. Um, next category. Next category is production design. Oh boy. Um, so, the nominees for Best Production Design are American Hustle, Gravity, The Great Gatsby, Her, and 12 Years a Slave. Now, Hannah, who would you nominate, will and should, or who would you say should win, will or should, for Best Production Design? Okay, again, so I feel like I'm a little bit lacking here for not seeing The Great Gatsby. Um, that said... I think American Hustle will. I know that goes against your theory that it'll not win anything. I'm really torn on the should between American Hustle and her um, because her had such a vibe and a feel and American Hustle was really, it did a good job at kind of pulling at the nostalgia and what you feel like that should look like, but her had to imagine and invent what the future would look like. It had to make it up a little bit. Um, so I don't know. I think I'm leaning towards her for what I think should win, but um, American Hustle is my will. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to say that her should win as well 
for the very same reasons. I thought it had a very believable, very um, streamlined version of the future. Mm-hmm. Something that we could see in 10 years, no problem. Hopefully I won't have that kind of mustache or those, those pants. pants but, oh. uh, I'd wear a canary colored shirt. but uh, Maybe it should have won for costume design because who can't stop talking about those pants? I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, but the will win is probably going to be 12 Years a Slave. I mean, it's, it, again, being able to convincingly put together a period piece that takes talent. Uh, and I think the Academy often falls prey to period pieces, be it World War II, be it Antebellum era, be it uh, Victorian era. They love that stuff. Um, I think 12 Years a Slave will fall right in their wheelhouse in that particular category. This is interesting because last year, Kyle and I went to an Oscar party and you had to pick your your wins in each category. And um, Kyle and I had a lot of overlap to the point that we actually tied for first place. Mm-hmm. We didn't have all the same answers. We differed in a few areas, but we had a lot of... This year, I feel like we differ a lot Anytime American Hustle is concerned, basically. Yeah, I know, and, and I'm probably going to pay for that uh, come uh, come ballot time. You know, last year I think I got 22 of the however many categories right, 21, 22. I think this year it just depends on how, on how American Hustle is taken. Um, it's going to affect a lot. Yeah, it really yeah. will. Jason, what about you? What do you think about best production design? I think uh, who will win will be 12 Years a Slave. Um, because I, I, and then this may be giving of what my future, uh, or what my category is, where, where I'm going with what's going to probably take the night. I think what should win is actually The Great Gatsby. Um, again, not necessarily that the script or the acting was phenomenal, but when I look at scenes from, uh, when I think about scenes or like the, the sets of American Hustle and 12 Years a Slave or even her, I feel like a lot of the stuff that's in, in those, um, in those scenes are probably more reliant on the environment rather than what was visually and inspirationally created. Um, you know, 12 Years a Slave, you had that large piece of land and that jack- that huge house mm-hmm. with uh, American Hustle. It's, I feel like a lot of it was um, streets that we're probably familiar with 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, and then right. with Great Gats, or with her, you're right, it's in the not-so-distance future, so it's attainable. And so therefore, maybe somewhere in my mind, I don't necessarily see it being a huge stretch with Great Gatsby, I feel like everything was created and, and, and extravagant. And whoever built that world was such a visionary that was maybe perhaps beyond some of these other categories. So um, I'll say uh, should win The Great Gatsby, which is, you know, I know a bit of a stretch, but probably will win 12 Years a Slave. Harper, what do you think? Um, I'm actually going to agree with Hannah on this one. Um, I think American Hustle probably will take this. Um, the Oscars tend to love um, period pieces. Um in general, but I think that movie's kind of a shoe in for that award uh, with an ensemble cast and with all the, um, I mean, not costuming is not involved to a great degree, but just the, the look of the movie and everything. Um, I actually think her deserves this one um, for kind of what we talked about, but I think it was a really subtle um, production design. They, they, it was very believable in that it wasn't so far-fetched. Uh, the fact that the computers were kind of wooden. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think I, I'd have to wonder actually if um location choosing the location is part of this because choosing to shoot it i think they shot it in shanghai yeah. um, mm-hmm. was a brilliant choice uh, i think that had a huge impact on on the way the movie looked and felt um so i especially if that's included i would definitely go with her for that here's an incredible thing how do you make shanghai look like la i mean, i think that's pretty darn impressive because yeah. it's supposed to take place in la um 
shocking that uh, somebody was able to do that. Though yeah. I don't know what, why there's a train in LA. I guess they believe. Well, you, you tell somebody. Well, this isn't the future. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, okay. There's okay. going to be a train that gets you to the beach. Notice don't there's worry. no smog. Yeah. Hardboy's right though. It's hard to separate the costume from the yeah. production design because in both of those movies, I'm thinking about. The setting in general and the costumes are part of that, Absolutely. both with her and with American Hustle. Which is um, why I think at Gatsby you have a period piece, you have the background, and you have the costume. <laughs> <laughs> you have it all. Cal, what about you? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with uh, Hannah and Harper. I think her should win. I think that American Hustle will win. Uh, you know, there are a number of period pieces in this, and as you've all rightly pointed out, they love that. But the only one of the period pieces that is both popular and fun was American Hustle. And I think the Academy really likes fun. As long as it's the right kind of fun. Right, right. I thought they always liked Holocaust movies. <laughs> yeah, that too. They, they like to reward those, but there are no Holocaust movies here. And I, I think, I, I'm interested to see, but I really don't think that they'll like slavery as much. Yeah, I guess not. Because that was our fault? <laughs> yeah, there's some guilt there, whereas the Holocaust, we were just, we weren't responsible for that, right? <laughs> All right, what's our next category, Anna? The next category is Best Adapted Screenplay. Okay, let's get into the meaty things. This is going to be hard. This will be fun. Best Adapted Screenplay. Here are your nominees. Before Midnight, written by Richard Linklater, Julie Delphi, and Ethan Hawke. Captain Phillips, written by Billy Ray, but not the singer. Um, I had to look that up just to make sure, by the way. (laughs) Philomena, written by Steve Coogan and Jeff Pope. 12 Years a Slave, written by John Ridley. And The Wolf of Wall Street, written by Terrence Winter. Cal... Who are, your, who are your wills and shoulds for adapted screenplay? Uh, should? I'm pretty split between two, and that's The Wolf of Wall Street or Before Midnight, which are almost, uh, they're, they're about as far apart as humanly possible. Right. But um, they are, uh, they're both amazing examples of what they're trying to do. Before Midnight in wrapping up this, uh, well, not not even wrapping up necessarily, but bringing us the next step in this uh, decades-long uh, relationship between two people and not missing a beat is really hard and something that I think that the Academy might reward, um, but something that I would love to see reward. Whereas The Wolf of Wall Street, it takes a lot to make a movie that infectious and that crazy and that hedonistic and use the words of like the, the words and experiences of this per this awful person of uh, Jordan Belfort and just condemn him as hard as he can with his own, with his own words and his own stories. Like it's just a masterclass of keeping up the atmosphere while slowly, slowly building this thesis and uh, will win. I think 12 years a slave, honestly, I, I think that, um, uh, I think that 12 Years a Slave is going to not going to get some attention in some of the acting categories, and I think it'll be rewarded here. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you. I think um, on the shoulds, I, I, I struggled as well, even though I wasn't as big a fan of The Wolf of Wall Street as you were. It's one of these movies I can't stop thinking about at the same time. So it's, it's a movie I can't wait to see again. Um, and sort of absorb more of what Winter is trying to say about Jordan Belfort and about our crass consumerism and about 
you know, how, uh, you know, Main Street works with uh, Wall Street, et cetera, et cetera. So I really appreciate a lot of what's going on in the Wolf of Wall Street. Um, but Before Midnight is still my number one drama film of the year. Uh, and so I tend to think that that's probably going to be my pick for should win, best adapted screenplay. I just love that movie. I love how real it is. I love how raw it is. And I love how just completely uncompromising it is. Um, it's very uncomfortable in a way that, and it's real in a way a movie like Revolutionary Road wasn't, if y'all remember that movie from a <laughs> yeah. couple of years ago. I mean, it's, I mean it, it's a much more, um, it's, it's a realistic portrait of a, of a couple falling apart, mm-hmm. whereas that movie was not. Yeah. So that's why I think Before Midnight, it just, I think it speaks to a lot of areas that I think are important in filmmaking. I think it's a very important film. So that's why it would be my should. My will is going to be Twelve Years a Slave, though, because it's it's going to it's going to be wrapped up in big prizes, and it's a great script too. I mean, I, I don't want to say that it, it really uh, is. I mean, yeah. it, it's a phenomenal story, and I uh, and I think it, it's 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 a really impressive piece of work. So I wouldn't be sad if it won. Hannah, what do you think? I'm with you on the should. I picked before midnight. Um, it's not gonna. I'd be really surprised if it did, uh, but I think that it should. For the will, I've got some scribbles and crossouts on my sheet because <laughs> at first, I don't know, part of me was thinking Captain Phillips. I don't think it's going to win much, if anything, um, at this year's Oscars, but that's the one category where I could kind of see it creeping up on everybody and winning by surprise. Um, but overall, I crossed that out and picked 12 Years a Slave because it just seems like a, a much more sure thing. I'm going to tell you something. I will bet my left testicles that (laughs) that the best picture winner will win a screenplay award so if i mean there i mean i i mean i'm so i i can understand an argument for captain phillips winning best adapted screenplay but if it were to beat out 12 years a slave um it would be an upset i mean that's why i ultimately crossed out but i i don't know something about it i feel like it's it's the one upset that has a shot Again, I picked Twelve Years a Slave for the the reason you're talking. I mean, about, unless but. the best the best picture winner comes out of original screenplay, which is possible. I mean, but then that that means we know what's coming at the end of the night. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not going to be coming out of the adapted category. So it's it's very rare. I mean, even even with editing and a lot of the below the line stuff, it's so rare to yeah. see a screenplay winner not win best picture. One of the two. Yeah. Um, but Jason, what about your thoughts? I think this is a tough category as well. I, I have not seen before Midnight or any of that series. Which, we'll fix that. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a terrible person. It's a fan favorite. There's no doubt about that. So if it won, it would be exciting just to kind of see all of those fans get that excitement for that movie finally being recognized for apparently the amazing piece of art it is. Uh, for Captain Phillips, I don't necessarily know if that one's going to make it. Just There's a lot of controversy around the truth behind that That's movie. True. Yeah. And so I just don't know if they want to re- reward that. Uh, and Wolf of Wall Street has a lot of controversy. I was going to say the same thing. Well, and to me, for um, uh, for this movie, there's nothing new brought to the table for this writer. He wrote a lot of Sopranos, which this movie, you can kind of see parallels to that story. And his, his most interesting work that's outside of those types of writing is the sitcom Sister, Sister. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> really? yeah, as he wrote two episodes for that, as I found out. But the, the point being is I just see a lot of parallels in the way he writes and so I don't think this is anything new. I do think 12 Years a Slave actually should win and will win. I think when reading um, some type of script like this or a screenplay, it'd be really interesting to see 
how the writers wrote in the staging notes Mm -hmm. to see if a lot of those really great, powerful, when they were powerful, gazes and character reflections were written into the script and written into the notes. If they are, I think hands down 12 Years a Slave deserves to win because there's a lot of really great interpersonal thoughts that um, that come out of the movie from those different characters. So I'm going to go 12 Years a Slave. I would not bet my left testicle as, as <laughs> for many reasons. Um, you got two. But because I, I, I don't necessarily think that winning this will is, is, a, is a wins you best picture. But at the same time, I think of these that are amongst these nominees, it deserves amongst this, of this group. Do voters have access to the actual screenplays or is it just based on what they see in the movie? I'm pretty sure it's just based on screeners. I mean, you could, I think if you're a member of the WGA, which is the Writers Guild of America, you know, they have their own awards. And I think you have access to the screenplays then. But I think for just the, the broad academy, they just get academy screeners. It seems unfair because there's so much that directors and, and actors add from the screenplay into yeah. the actual, you know, results. I agree. It would be. I, I would love to know that too, because I mean, I, I've read plenty of, of scripts, and, and the narration notes from whoever wrote it is really important, really key yeah. sometimes in not only the, the actor's choice, but really how things are produced and directed. And to know what you're seeing, how much of that was the writer's vision, and right. how much of that was actually the which director's shouldn't vision. suggest I wouldn't appreciate impromptu. Uh, things done while shooting. I think that that's part of the director's job. But at the same time, again, if a lot of those really great scenes from 12 Years a Slave were written so, um, or at least suggested to be in there, then the major applause. Sure. I I, I agree. You know, that's a question we'll have to find out if we forgot the answer to. It's important. I mean, you see writers disowning movies. Like, yeah, technically I've got a credit for this, but I... I have nothing to do with what you actually see on the screen at this point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously a lot can happen from script to actual output. Be cool to know if they're actually looking at that script. Interesting. Harper, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I've got to agree with most of you guys in that I think, um, I think 12 years of slave will, will probably take it uh, for the reasons we've been talking about. Um, But uh, like, like some of you guys, I would really like uh, before midnight to win Um, the, the three of them coming together to produce something like that. You know, how much of it is, is, on the script and how much of it is improvised is like we've been saying, is kind of hard to determine, but um, the end result, the, the dialogue between the two of them and the, the way it's structured and put together is unbelievably brilliant. Um, so I think with no reservations, it deserves, deserves the win for adapted screenplay. I, I'm, I'm going to assume the next category is best original. Original. Yeah. All right. So the nominees for best original screenplay are American hustle by Eric Warren singer and David O. Russell. Uh, Blue Jasmine by Woody Allen, Dallas Buyers Club by Craig Borton and Melissa Wallach, uh, Her by Spike Jones, and Nebraska by Bob Nelson. Harper, what do you think should win Best Original Screenplay and what will win? I think what should win for me personally is um, Her is a, there's no, no question in my mind, um, to put together a movie that's that original that tackles, um, I think I talked about this in one of the previous shows we did, that the the fact that the logline for the movie is so simple that you can just tell somebody if they ask what it's about, you say, a man falls in love with Siri. But um, <laughs> there's, there's so, so much more to it than that, and it goes so much farther than I think anybody um, expected it to. I think it's a really important movie um, from, from a concept and screenplay perspective in that it really tackles something that's really important right now and something that um, hasn't really been explored to that degree um, until now. Um, 
for what will win, it's a really tough call. There's some really, really good movies in that category, and um, and a lot that are that are kind of Oscar Oscar baiting in a lot of ways. Um, if I had to choose, I think I'd go with Dallas Buyers Club. Um, I think it's the kind of movie that is really excellently written um, uh, with fantastic characters that are absolutely believable, but at the same time, really fascinating and kind of unusual. Um, but it's also kind of, a, you know, an inspirational movie, which is, you know, Academy Awards fodder in a lot of ways. Um, so I, I think I'd go with um, Dallas Buyers Club for Will Win. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you. Since you, you said it first, I will just ba- I will just back you up. I think her is the best screenplay in that whole lineup, but I will give some props to Blue Jasmine because I really, really like the writing of that movie. Yeah, but there's no way it's going to win now. No, no, if it ever had a chance, it certainly doesn't at this no, moment. It's, 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 it's no way. Because yeah. um, the voting hasn't finished yet. <laughs> so that's the thing. I mean, votes are still mm-hmm. being uh, sent in and ballots are still being filled out. Well, so. the Woody Allen controversy really goes back to like January because of the magazine piece released first. So I, just, I think it's been such a, a, a topic during voting I will say, though, even though there's no doubt that the movie is amazing, I would say I know I wasn't alone in how the movie ended. Mm -hmm. And so to me, because I I have heard more than one people, I want more people, more than one person talk about how the ending kind of started to fall flat. I'm not really quite sure if through and through. Let me ask you, though, not to to belabor it, but are you you talking about like the point where... um, where Andrew Dice Clay's character returns and he's kind of like, this is the one area when I rewatched it that I hated it. I was like, wait a second. He was like an exposition dump, just yep. sort of like a narrative wrecking ball yes. destroying the movie. Yes. And yes. it was just sort of like, this doesn't feel natural at all. Yeah. That and, and really just the last five to 10 minutes where she just kind of walks out and you don't really know what happened. I think, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of moviegoers want to have some type of resolution. And mm-hmm. so that it reminds me of the movie Doubt when people walked out and they're like, I just needed a damn answer. Did it happen or did it not? <laughs> Um, really bothered, you know, bothers people when they when they can't walk around, at least knowing, oh, I was supposed to feel this way and I do feel that way. Great. I'm a human. It's funny to talk about Doubt and Blue Jasmine in the same yeah. conversation. Right. Yeah, it, really, it really is. It really is. Hannah, what, what do you think about this? Okay, uh, so if I had a lot of scribbles on adapted screenplay, I have even more an original screenplay. This was the hardest for me to pick a will. It was super easy to pick a should. I'm her on should all the way. I think her was the best. And I think... Part of me wants to think maybe it actually could be the will too, but um, and I think Dallas Fires Club will be the will, which I think sucks because honestly, I think it was the weakest script on that list, mm. the original screenplay. I wouldn't um, disagree with that either. Yeah. So I hate putting it as the will. Like yeah. it wasn't a bad screenplay, but I just think every other one in this category was stronger. I think Dallas Fires Club was a an actor's piece that Matthew McConaughey and Jared. Le- I think they elevated that. Um, from the screenplay that it was. So, I, you know, I hate to do it, but I think I'm going to go ahead and agree with you guys and put Dallas Fires Club as the will. People are loving that movie. I mean, all the scuttlebutt and all the Academy screenings are that they love Dallas Fires Club. It's not a bad movie, but it's almost just like, you have to like this movie because of what it's about. It's almost how I feel. When, well, when you I could say it. that about 12 Years a Slave, sure. too. Yeah, you could. I mean, not not Except to, that I think like, it's a better lie. movie. Sure. It's it's they're both pandering to that audience, but I think Twelve Years a Slave pulls it off. Right, right. It, it's it they're they're both issue movies, yeah. and that, that 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 is something that goes in their favor, but can also be something that people can criticize votes for sometimes. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't vote against this now. Exactly. Yeah, I, I I understand what you're saying, Jason. What about you? 
Um, I think this, for me, it's very clear. I, I feel like her is the should and will win. Oh. Um, I really do. I think, I, I think Dallas Buyers Club, because it's a, it's based on a true story, um, I feel like there's, it takes away from some of the originality that her has. Like, this is an entire world and, and an entire experience this person has created. I know he's also won a lot of the recent awards, if I'm correct. Yeah, uh, Spike Jones. So I feel yeah. like he's probably on a roll. I do not think that Woody Allen has a chance to, unfortunately, due to the controversy. I wish we could separate the two. Um, and and I'm just, I don't know. I've been calling American Hustle the poor man's uh, uh, Goodfellas for a long time, so I have to stick with that rhetoric. So um, her is my choice ultimately for best original screenplay. But as we talked about earlier, where we're going to start to see fracturing, I do not think that her stands a chance at winning best picture. Unfortunately. But I do think it has an opportunity to walk away with this. And I will say, I think her actually has a lot of love and support from critics, even though it's not obvious. And the expected categories where you would see it to be, where you think it would be nominated, it is nominated. It's not nominated a lot of like the the sound uh, mixing and editing because there's stronger categories. The only one that's not really nominated for that you think would be, would be best actor, but no one's going to knock Joaquin Phoenix because that is a really tough category this year. Probably the toughest um, of of the category. So I really think that there is a lot of love and support amongst critics for the movie Her. And if it's going to walk away with anything, it's going to be this award. I can't remember who won the WGA scripter. Uh, We we should probably look that up because that might actually be pretty pretty, uh, a sign of of things to come. But in the meantime, Cal, what what are your thoughts on this category? Uh... Well, first off, I mean, I, I have to go with everyone else on should. Her clearly was the best script, the uh, script of the of the um, of this group. Uh, I think it should win. I'm hopeful that it will, but I, I I'm I'm not going to pick it as my will just because um, going up against things like uh, Dallas Buyers Club and American Hustle, which I thought were actually not very good scripts either of them but uh they're the they're the kind of things that um the academy likes to reward and blue jasmine i know i know you guys are a little bit uh don't think that they will but you have to remember the they did uh they did give roman polanski best picture um a few years after his whole uh um his whole thing so they they have a tendency to really rally around Academy mainstays, and Woody Allen is definitely that. Yeah, he he, he gets nominated very often. I mean, before Midnight was nominated for Best Picture uh, not too long ago, so it's it. I, many people were surprised that Blue Jasmine didn't get nominated for Best Picture. So um, yeah. I, I I hope Blue Jasmine does not win, but I have to say it wouldn't shock me if they decided to kind of rally around and support like the you know like the kind of hollywood legend yeah perhaps so perhaps so all right so we will uh, wrap this one category but i do want to point out we looked at the wga scripter awards and her did win for original screenplay and captain phillips won for adapted screenplay but but Twelve Years a Slave, <laughs> Twelve Years a Slave wasn't eligible. Why? Uh, it wasn't WGA eligible for whatever reason. I think it may have something to do with uh, the members that were writing it. Okay. So that, that's an important thing to note about the scripters. Okay. Well, next category is directing. Oh boy! All right. So best director. Our nominees are David O. Russell for American Hustle, Alfonso Cuarón for Gravity, 
Alexander Payne for Nebraska, Steve McQueen for 12 Years a Slave, and Martin Scorsese for The Wolf of Wall Street. I'm going to start this time. Do it. Um, so I'm going to say my will win is going to probably be Alfonso Cuaron. I think if there's any award that uh, that Gravity will get awarded that is not technical, it is going to be Best Director. I believe that the voters will see uh, that as a director's achievement. Mm-hmm. They will see that as a vision he's been working on for many, many years, which he has been. Um, you know, Ever since Children of Men wrapped, he began work on Gravity. Um, there's a lot of intricacies involved with Gravity, a lot of visionary work that uh, was put into place there. They even did a short side film that was nominated for uh, for Best Short that's a part of this whole Gravity mm-hmm. universe. So it's really, really important to that, that they probably give him that award as a, as, a, as a prize for all of that good work, whether or not it wins Best Picture or not. Um, my should win, though... Uh, I'll probably say Steve McQueen. I think his work was the kind that I admire. I like Steve McQueen a lot. I'm a big fan of movies like Shame and uh, Hunger. And I think he is a tremendous talent. Um, He won't win because he's also kind of a jerk. And people don't really (laughs) like him that much. But I tend to think that uh, his work, for me, the same reasons that I support that movie for film editing... A lot of that comes from him up top. So I would support Steve McQueen uh, as Best Director. But Hannah, what do you think? I think this one's pretty much a lockdown for Alfonso Cuaron. I think he's my will and my should. Um, If anyone could steal it from him, it's probably Steve McQueen. I don't think anyone else on the list really stands a chance. Um, But I'm pretty certain it will be him. And I think that he deserves it. I mean, that was... Years and years and years in the making. It was a huge achievement. I think the credit goes to the director there. Makes sense. Harper? Um, the director category is always kind of interesting because it's hard to separate. you seeing the director as kind of the auteur of the whole movie or, or looking at the director as just, um, you know, dealing with the actors in general. Um, so I, I think um, I'm kind of opposite of Kyle on this one. I think Gravity should win that. Um, just from that auteur perspective, I think it, it um, you know, putting together a movie that was not only critically a, a big success, but also incredibly popular. Um, and, and to make a sci-fi movie starring two people uh, to, that garnered that much success is really, really impressive and exciting. Um, so for those reasons, I, I, I would like it for uh, Gravity to win, or for Alfonso Cuaron, excuse me. Um, but... From from looking at the other side, I think Steve McQueen probably will win this one um, because it is such a a big ensemble cast with some really powerful actors and powerful performances from <laughs> from what I've heard. Um, <laughs> so I, I think he stands a very good chance, and I think uh, he probably will take that one. Yeah, I mean the thing that people always forget is the power a director has over the performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, we we look at the auteur as a visual thing, and like, oh, this movie looks great, and this movie is tr- tr- a tremendous tour de force. But people forget how much acting coaching goes on sure. from the director side of things, and how much credit actors give to the directors for you know helping them frame their performance. Um, I mean, believe me, we've seen big blockbusters where the acting does not come across from, you know, a, a very visionary action director. I think so, Natalie Portman is the best example of that. Absolutely. In Star Wars and then in Black, Black Swan. Swan. Right, exactly. Could it be more different? I mean, and, you know, a guy like David O. Russell, really, really good with actors. I mean, that's why he has so many nominees out of so many movies in a row, because yeah. he knows how to make actors work. 
Um, but Jason, what are your thoughts on Best Director? I agree with everyone, so I, I won't go uh, into too much detail, but I think Gravity is a lock for this one. Sure. I feel like... I do like Steve McQueen and, and, and Martin Scorsese for these because I think that when you see one of those movies, you know it's their movie. They have a voice. They know You know exactly who you're seeing, and there's something kind of great about that. I think that uh, David O. Russell is still finding his ground with the mainstream and them kind of knowing, oh, this is a David O. Russell film versus you go and see a Martin Scorsese film and even a Steve McQueen, you know that that's that director. Mm-hmm. There's no apologies for the type of work they do. It's out there. So I really appreciate that strong voice, but... Um, you know, you just said that uh, the director is uh, responsible for help bringing out the greatness of the actors or can be. Um, and I agree with that. But to that point, one of the reasons why Gravity, I think, really stands out is because no one is really talking about the acting in that movie too much. Yeah. I mean, Sandra Bullock isn't uh, poised or isn't really the front runner for winning Best Actress, although who knows? Um, and so I think the the main actor or villain in that movie is space. And that director really True. had to bring that out to make you fear something um, that people probably don't necessarily think about too much in regards to it being really something terribly frightening. And so for that reason, I really think that he himself had to kind of create that character and then that larger environment. Uh, and uh, I think that he deserves this award. Makes sense. Cal, your thoughts? I'm going to agree with everyone and just put gravity in 12 years a slave in a big mushy ball of will and should. <laughs> now that, that that's totally fair. I mean, it's, it's going to be a difficult decision to make because I think we could either say, Oh, that makes sense. Alfonso Cuaron won that. Of course, uh, like kind of like how Ang Lee won like for life of Pi last year, even though mm-hmm. we knew life of Pi wasn't going to win anything else. Yeah. Um, at the same time, if, Steve McQueen were to shock and win, we would say, "Oh, that makes sense because that's probably going to win Best Picture." You yeah, know? and it becomes, uh, you know, okay, this 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 works too. It becomes, will they separate or will they sweep? Yeah, right. yeah, that's that is it. Be very be very interesting. Uh, it, will it be a traditional year or a non traditional year? Okay, we uh, only have three categories left. At excellent. This point, so the next category is Best Actor. All right, the nominees for Best Actor, probably the toughest category. Of the entire night, I'm sure. Uh, Christian Bale for American Hustle. Bruce Dern for Nebraska. Leonardo DiCaprio for The Wolf of Wall Street. Chiwetel Ejiofor for 12 Years a Slave. And Matthew McConaughey for Dallas Buyers Club. Jason. Um, I think the lock for this, unfortunately, Joaquin Phoenix was not nominated. He would have been (laughs) my uh, should win. But... It is a really tough category. I think Matthew McConaughey is uh, poised to win. He's been sweeping the awards. Um, unfortunately, he has not lost team, even though his acceptance speeches have been ridiculous, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that you're ongoing commentary on the acceptance speeches for well, these Well, you know, the funny thing is, awesome. is uh, just about them is, I just don't think people take enough consideration how important they are. When people give a great acceptance speech, I think it really positions them to win awards like these, because again, you have to think about the Oscars as a larger functioning revenue machine. Mm-hmm. They need people to watch this award show, otherwise yeah. it doesn't exist. And so when you have someone when, especially the greats like Meryl Streep and other ones giving great speeches, it makes people tune in. People talk about it. And people talk about it. Yeah, they yeah. want to watch it. And so when you have someone kind of saying ridiculous things or people just go up there and say, thank you so much, which is why I think Jared Leto is probably uh, one of the stronger candidates because he'll say something that's like pseudo-political that will do really well. It'll probably go viral the next day, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, Matthew McConaughey gives, I think, a, a really great performance um, for that movie while it's a really tough category, best actor, I'm not, there's a lot of these, I'm like, meh, about the great performances, but none of them really stands out to me. I really hope 
Juatel, is that how you say it? Juatel, yeah. I, I really, he's the one out of this entire list, as weird as this is going to sound, I don't necessarily think should win or I think squeaked in. I really thought his performance was the same kind of mopey, sad dog eyes the entire movie. And I just wish I'd seen more levels like I'd seen the other actors. So um, I gave you kind of who I think will win and who I hope doesn't. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have a should? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, well, I think the should. I think it, it should go to Matthew McConaughey. Okay. I really oh, do. Of the group. Well. You know what? I'm going to say that Matthew McConaughey will win. He's having a hell of a year. I don't think this is his best performance this year. But there's one point that I think uh, works in his favor that people aren't realizing. He's on TV every Sunday. Mm-hmm. People see him constantly, and they're constantly reminded, damn, Matthew McConaughey's good. Damn, he's good. Number one. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to walk away with Best Actor because his visibility is so much higher than anybody else's. Well, don't um, you think he deserves it, too? So I don't mean to interject, mm-hmm. because last year, I think one of the reasons why Jennifer Lawrence won her award, even though it was a great performance, is because she had that multi-million dollar success of The Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. She was the hottest thing last year. Matthew McConaughey is that not only true detective on HBO every Sunday, but also he started out the year with one of the best performances in Mutt. I this agree. is his year, and I if they agree. don't give it to him, it, it's really unfortunate, I think. I know, I, but I, I can only judge it based on the performance he's nominated For on. sure, for sure. I mean, I would love to see him win, and if he wins, cool. You know, it's like this is a reward for the entire year as far as I'm concerned, not just for Dallas Buyers Club, right. which was fine, but not my favorite performance of this bunch. Um, but... Considering his year on the whole and the year he's probably going to have as well, considering the movies he's got coming up, I think I think uh, it would be very nice to see Academy Award winner Matthew McConaughey show up in the credits of, mm-hmm. of a preview at some point. Um, but I will say my should win, ugh, I like Leo a lot. I like Leo in that movie a hell of a lot. Um, I think Leonardo DiCaprio is a guy that has very limited range as an actor, but... When he occasionally like branches out just a little bit, you know, goes beyond that George Clooney style. I'm Leo, I'm, and I'm acting in this movie. Um, I feel like I'm getting something interesting out of him, and I thought he was fascinating in The Wolf of Wall Street. I loved it. He was like, as much as people talk about Jonah Hill, as much as people talk about um, some of the other actors in that film, the people that I really glommed onto were Leonardo DiCaprio and Kyle Chandler. And I will never, ever, ever forget that scene between them on that boat that, that we really talked good. about yeah. before at the Rexies. I absolutely was enraptured with his performance the entire time. I mean, it was just so... It felt against type almost. And it was really cool. Um, so I would say, if I had to pick one, it would be Leonardo DiCaprio. But I love Bruce Dern in Nebraska. I love Chiwetel Ejiofor in 12 Years a Slave. Matthew McConaughey's had a great year. Christian Bale, well, you know, I always love Christian, but I, at this point, I'm probably going to say I, I, my should would be Leonardo DiCaprio. Give it to Leo so he'll stop trying so hard <laughs> to get one, you know? Like, just give it to him so maybe he'll take a couple years off. Take some risks. Find some young yeah. girls to be on a boat with. and Well, he'll, he'll never go lower than when he was trying to play J. Edgar Hoover. I mean, oh. that, was, yeah. that was clearly digging for an award, and it didn't work. They all are, though. I, I mean, the rumors are that Martin Scorsese didn't even want to do this movie, but Leo really talked him into it as friends because he thought that this movie could get him another potential Oscar run. <laughs> wow. Poor guy. Wow. I feel bad. Oh no! I mean, I, 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 absolutely not. Dating supermodels and everything else. Yeah, I, it's got, it's it's fine. Got yeah, but I agree with you. This is one of his more original uh, performances. It's hard to put into words why I think it's so good, but it's 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 just tremendous. Harper, what do you think, though? 
Um, I think uh, I think Matthew McConaughey should win. Um, and again, like you said, it's kind of hard to separate that from the other fantastic performances this year. Um, I actually think Mudd was stronger than Dallas Buyers Club, but I do think he was fantastic in Dallas. Um, uh, I think there's a good chance it will win also. Um, I think it's kind of a toss-up between that and um, uh, Ejiofor, but I, I think Matthew McConaughey is going to take it for, for the reasons we've been saying that he's... Uh, you know he's in such a popular mindset of, of having catapulted in from this goofy, uh, you know, Texas guy to this phenomenal actor this year. So uh, you know he's still taking off his shirt. He's still uh, <laughs> he's still saying uh, you know all right, all right, all right. But uh, pounding you know, his chest, <laughs> right? But he's he killed it this year. Um, and so yeah, I think he's probably going to take it. Cal, I'll be interested to hear your thoughts, sir. I uh, I think McConaughey will win. Um... I don't think he should win, although I admit that's only because uh, he was nominated for Dallas Buyers Club instead of some of his other movies, and I don't think uh, that was his strongest movie. Um, but I think he will win because I think that the Oscars really, really like um, really like rewarding a. Uh, uh, a straight actor playing uh, in a, like a gay movie. Like they like to, uh, as long as they don't have to reward any actual gay people, they're happy. <laughs> and um, I think McConaughey is flashy. He lost weight. He did the whole uh, physical transformation thing. It's all Oscar bait. Um, as for should win as, uh, as much as I love Leo uh, in Wolf of Wall Street, and that, that was a phenomenal performance. I thought, um, I honestly think that, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor should win. Um, it was, it was a, it was a pretty reserved performance, kind of like, uh, Gary Oldman and Tinker Taylor soldier spy a few years ago. And that left a lot of people cold too. But uh, I just found it incredibly soulful and just incredibly um, just seeing him go from trying to make the most of his situation to just breaking by the end was. Uh, yeah, it was it was an immensely moving movie, and I think a GF4 was a big part of that for me. I bet it's a really good comparison you bring up. Uh, I feel like we often get our eyes drawn to flashier performances mm-hmm. first, but sometimes reliable you know, rocks that keep movies together are often, you know, underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I do appreciate what you're saying there. Um, now, now you're making me wonder when's the last time a gay man or a woman's ever won an Academy Award. And I'm not sure if that's... Well, Kevin Spacey's won. It's <laughs> <laughs> <He's> not out. <laughs> <laughs> what, wait, didn't... Has, has, uh, has Sir Ian McKellen ever won an award? Yeah, he won for Gandalf, I thought, didn't he? No, I don't think he I thought he did. won the first year. Did he? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that happened. No, no, now we have to know. Google it. Yeah, Google it as we go to the next category. Oh, wait, I didn't get to. Oh, I'm sorry, Hannah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. We're, 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 I'm starting to lose track of who's talking, who hasn't. Um, so my will for this is Matthew McConaughey, like everybody else. Um, I'm enjoying the McConaissance. I think is what people call it. <laughs> nice. I love it. I can't get enough of him. And he's my favorite actor on this list, but he's still not my should because. His role in this movie was probably the least favorite role I've seen him in all year. I mean, he was awesome in Mud. There's a bunch of stuff he should have won for. I don't think it's this one. I won't be upset if he wins it because I think he's the best actor of the bunch. But in terms of performances on this list, I agree with Cal. I think Chiwetel Ejiofor should win. Um, There wasn't a lot of room in that movie for loud emotional performances. And I think he almost was 
more relatable trying to convey that kind of quiet internal pain throughout. And it kind of made you feel like he was you, you know, and like you could understand where he, what he was going through. So he was my pick for should. Now, audience surrogate character mm-hmm. is important for but sure. But he did it well, not in a blank not really their way. He was still very... See, I, I disagree. I, I got a lot blank. of blank expressions and, and I don't know if it was the directing or a combination of the directing and the acting. And, and when we talk about those long drawn out scenes that uh, Steve McQueen is known for, those were some of the ones that bothered me where, you're, where mm-hmm. they're on his face, kind of panned out and he's just staring. And I couldn't tell if he was in pain, if he was just accepting the fact of where he was at or if it was just kind of like, hey, stand there and look out in the distance as I pan back really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it was just really difficult for me to, and the thing is, is I appreciate those types of performances too. that are more subtle and quiet. I thought parts of Joaquin's fe- uh, performance and her were very quiet and kind of reserved in that way, but he did it in a way where even though he wasn't saying anything, I knew exactly what was going on, or at least I felt like I knew what was going on in his character's mind. All right. So that does wrap up. The- that does wrap up. The character. Did we get an answer on, on the, on the gay Oscar winners? Uh, as far as I can tell, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. No, I really, I really, no actors have, have won. Wow. No, wow, some producers, really? screenwriters, and two uh, oh, you know what? What? soundtrack or song awards. Ian McKellen hasn't won an, an Oscar? Really? I don't, th- I, I, think I, so. I don't think so. Isn't that shocking? I mean, He's been nominated a bunch of times. Oh, okay. Tilda Swinton has has won an Oscar, hasn't she, for like Best Supporting Actress? Now, I know I don't think no, she is like officially like out well Jodie anything. Foster's one too but she yeah. came out yeah. years later yeah mm-hmm. so there is that too so I guess it's like a post- I mean I'm not saying Tilda Swinton is out and gay or anything but I, I'm not sure you heard it here first yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so I called it oops <laughs> that's how Geek Rex got sued yeah. oops okay so the next category is best actress okay the nominees for best actress are Amy Adams for American Hustle Kate Blanchett for Blue Jasmine Sandra Bullock for Gravity Judy Dench for Philomena, and Meryl Streep for August Osage County. Harper. Uh, somehow this year I must have avoided strong female performances because I've only seen Gravity on this list. I don't you know how so that's possible. The only one I've seen is Gravity, and I don't think Sandra Bullock should win. I did not think she was very good in Gravity. Fair enough. Uh, so I'm going to bow out of this one. Oh, fair. Jason, what about you? Um, I think Kate Blanchett all the way. Um, Effortless, effortless performance, and 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 really one of the uh, a performance that just makes you believe you're watching a documentary at times is, is really how I felt when watching this movie. And she, and I will say, even though she's always a phenomenal actress, this role in particular and the way she uh, took it on felt so much different from other roles where she, that she played. Um, so I think hands down she deserves to win. If if there was. Someone who is to upset her. I really don't think it'll be Amy Adams, although I think some people favor her. I think it'll be Judy Dench, and I think it'll be more political, to be honest, because I think she, due to her age and due to some of the physical uh, things she had to encounter during the movie, I think there could be some sympathy there. But I think Kate Blanchett should definitely walk away with this award. Yeah. I'm going to jump in. I, I completely agree, and I think this category is a lockdown more than maybe any other category. Like, I, it's, it's a should, it's a will. She's got it in the bag, I think. Cal, what about you? What do you think? Well, uh, I actually just watched Blue Jasmine, right? Like, I finished it as you guys were uh, setting this up. Uh, And I have to say, Kate Blanchett's performance really, really did anchor what I thought was a pretty messy movie, but she she brought a lot of heart to it. Um, And I think I think this year is a contest between Blanchett and Amy Adams. Uh, If the whole Woody Allen thing hadn't happened, 
I think Blanchett would be a lock. I think with Blue Jasmine becoming a more uh, controversial choice, while people, while I said earlier, people might rally around Woody himself for writing, I don't know if Kate Blanchett will get that uh, same benefit. So I wouldn't be shocked if Adams ran, if uh, Amy Adams did go with it. I will say Kate Blanchett should win. Uh, I, I I would not be shocked if Amy Adams or Judy Dench did win, especially since Judy Dench uh, had the Weinsteins behind her, who are notoriously good campaigners, and she's since undergone. Uh, isn't she, can't she no longer see very well? Yeah, yeah, she had some sort of issue with her eyes. I can't remember what it was exactly. She just had surgery though. Yeah, I think. Uh, and so with with you know her health problems and the Weinsteins behind her. Uh, she she may she may actually swing in for an upset there. It is very possible they could realize that they may realize this is the last time we can ever award her because she may not work anymore after this. On the other hand, we could have said that about uh, the lady from Amore last year as well, and uh, she did not win Best Actress, and that lady is probably never going to get. I feel like there have been movies in the past that where you have kind of felt like they they weren't getting the award based on their their character, or their performance, but based on some other political or campaign type things, and it sucks to win that way. But at the same time, you know, it happens. I no, absolutely. I think it'd be a travesty though if if. Uh, Kate Blanchett didn't win because of the Woody Allen stuff that's going on right now. I think that would be so wrong. Like what her performance has to do with all of that, you know, right. I, I'd argue that they're completely unrelated. Absolutely. But uh, Dylan Farah did call out Kate Blanchett specifically in her open letter and that, that might affect people. Yeah, especially with ballots still being turned in. I mean, it, unfortunately politics do play a role I'm going to go the safe bet. I'll say that Kate Blanchett will probably still win and, and should win. I mean, she's my favorite performance of the bunch. I like Amy Adams a lot, and I thought Judy Dench was fine. I, I thought Meryl Streep was not good at all, and <laughs> that would be the one thing I would be very upset about. But, um, you know, on the whole, I mean, Kate Blanchett may have given the best performance of any actor in this entire yeah, you know, field. Agree. I mean, for me, but I, yeah. you know, that's that's just that's just me speaking out of turn. Um, Cal, a quick question for you then, man. Since you just saw this movie, uh, do you still think Julie Delpy was bet was better, or do you think Kate Blanchett was better? I'm just I, back to the old Rexies from uh, a couple oh, of weeks right, because Julie Delpy stole it. Yeah, Julie Delpy stole it. Did you guys haven't seen it. Oh, you can't ask me. I can't betray Julie Delpy like that. Ah, uh, fair enough. No, that's fine. That's I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't disagree with you if you said Julie Delpy was still better. I, I'm just curious now that we we had seen it. But no, no, fair, fair deal. Um, it, yep. Okay, cool. All right. Final category: Best Picture. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Nine nominees this year. I don't know why they even bother to just not do ten every year at this point. If I, every the past two years they've done nine nominees, it's silly. They might as well just do ten and be done with it. This whole five to ten thing is ridiculous. What could have been in there? It, uh, Inside Lewin Davis could have been in there. Oh yeah. Um, Blue Jasmine could have been in there. Pacific Rim. <laughs> Fired. I will back to you if, up it, on that. if anyone would like to help write comics reviews for GeekRex.com. <laughs> no kidding. Um, so, all right, let's go through the nominees. American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philomena, 12 Years a Slave, The Wolf of Wall Street. Hannah, what will win, what should win? 12 Years a Slave will win, Her should win. 
Okay. I feel pretty certain about this category. Um, I, you know, her was by far, not by far, her was my favorite film of 2013, but it was close to 12 Years a Slave. Um, but I do think 12 Years a Slave is just, if, if you're looking at, you know, what should I vote for? It's, it's the movie that is an infallible choice. It's hard to criticize someone for picking that as a choice. It's very safe. It's logical. It has great performances. It's important. And I think for that reason, it'll be ranked highest by most voters. Fair deal. Jason? Um, I think what should win would be her as well. It will not win, unfortunately. Um, I think the movie Her stands out to me as being such an important piece for this generation, much like The Social Network, much like Milk was at that time when it came out, even Zero Dark Thirty. There's something about it that says this is a movie that's right for this moment in time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the other nom uh, movies nominated could come really any any time. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of them will be lost in two to three years. We'll say, oh, remember that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Her is destined to become a cult classic and will continue to come up in conversations in many years. That being said, I'm not as certain as to who will win. I, I marked down 12 Years a Slave. However, I will say uh, the recent PGA Awards, It and Gravity, both tied. And so with Gravity taking a lot of technical uh, uh, and, and really, I think, directing roles, it could potentially win. I think there is a case to be made for Gravity in the sense that it's the most mainstream and most popular mm -hmm. within the group. So again, while we shouldn't necessarily consider outside forces as to why something might win, it's inevitable. It's there. Like you, you just have to think about that shit, unfortunately. Yeah. So I think Gravity could sneak in. And then, you know, there's unfortunately American Hustle, even though we didn't give it a lot of love today, has really done well all all year with regards to... Uh, yeah, exactly. So I think it's a really, really tough call, but I ultimately marked 12 Years a Slave for winning. Some of us think American Hustle is a good movie, by the way. <laughs> Not all. It's, just, yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so I will say that um, I would not be surprised, based on that PGA tie, if Gravity were to win Best Picture. I really wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, there's a lot of love for that movie in the Academy, and I think that it's cinematic achievement side of things is pretty important. I mean, you just sit there and say, wow, this is like a, an experience I've never had in a movie theater before. It wasn't a movie that I, I can say I sat and want to see again anytime soon. It's not a movie that I would say that, oh, I want to watch this at home. But I could see people... It, it, I'd be interested to see how it played on, at home on screeners, you know, for people who had never yeah. seen it in a theater. Mm -hmm. Was the effect the same? And that is something that has to go into account when you're considering their, when they're voting for these movies. Yeah, you get lost in those slower moments when you're at home. And right. You don't have the 3D. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, I assume you don't have the 3D anyway. So um, I'll just go ahead and say will win, should win. It'll probably be 12 years a slave on both ends. I mean, for me, it's the movie I enjoyed the most. I liked her a lot, but her is just a notch below 12 years for me. Her was a movie that may emotionally affect you, Hannah, for example, but 12 Years a Slave is a movie that affected me. Um, it was, it's, I don't cry much at movies. White male guilt. I, yeah. Something, <laughs> I just, just, just the horror of, you know, what we inflict on our fellow man. I mean, I, I, I to see it on those terms and not in the saccharine Spielbergian way mm -hmm. is, is pretty brutal. I mean, it, 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 I mean, to me, it was akin to going to the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. I mean, you're watching pure, sheer horror enacted in front of you and it's, it's unrelenting. Yeah. Um, so, for on that level, it's not a movie I want to watch a lot, but it is a movie I can really appreciate. 
And sometimes those movies you really appreciate just need to be acknowledged as the best. And for me, that was 12 Years a Slave. Harper, what do you think? Uh, I've got to agree wholeheartedly with Hannah and Jason. Um, I think 12 Years a Slave is a lock. Uh, I think there's a fair chance, like we've been saying, that Gravity could take it just for the fact that on top of the the critical acclaim, it it was also such a popular movie. Um, But I also think her ought to win it. Um, uh, I think Jason hit the nail on the head that it's, it's an important movie and it's, it's so specific to our time. And I think it's one that people will be coming back to and, and studying. And, uh, and I, and I think one of the things that I love about it so much is that I think it's going to hold up to repeated viewings very, very well. Mm-hmm. It's got that kind of loss in translation feel that I could, I feel like I could pop it in any time and, and watch it and thoroughly enjoy it. Um, it was my favorite movie of the year that's on this list. So I, I strongly feel that it should win, but yeah, does anybody remember the artist? Yeah, <laughs> but you know what, though, thinking about Gravity, that's one of the reasons why, again, I think Gravity could potentially sneak ahead because there's a gimmick to something like the artist, and there's a gimmick to something about Gravity, yeah. unlike Twelve Years a Slave, where it, it is something that is completely different from any other movie. It does have this flashy appeal. And people really appreciate it, more so than the artist, I would say. But Well, and with the artist, there was a sense of joy when you mm-hmm. watched right. that. And right. same with, not, Gravity didn't give you joy, but it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. 12 Years a Slave was not entertaining. Well, there's a sense a of joy things. in Gravity in the sense at the end, it's, not to yeah, give away anything. Yeah. Like, you felt good. It was a much more part. uplifting film than 12 Years a Slave. I mean, hell, at least he lived. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> at least he made it to the end and got back home. Okay, but that was still uh, an awful experience. I agree. Watching that well, film. and a lot of the other characters that you may have cared about didn't, right? Or you don't know what came sure, of them. Of yeah. course. Um, no, they're, they they like to be entertained, too. I mean, that's why Argo beat, beat, would beat out Zero well, Dark Thirty. I and mean. another important point, Kyle, you brought up the fact that uh, likability amongst these individuals. Gravity has a really good backing with George Clooney, yeah. very popular, and a lot mm-hmm. of the individuals who are involved in that movie. Right. If um, um, Steve McQueen isn't likable or there's certain elements that sh- you know maybe shy people away from that, it could be an upset. I mean, the biggest branch in the Academy is the actor's branch, right? And everyone votes on Best Picture. It's not like just the producers. Right, best right. Picture. So, you know, a lot of people would argue, well, there's not enough actors in Gravity to, you know, garner a lot of support from the actor's branch. But it has Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. Of weight. Yes, two mm-hmm. of the most popular actors in Hollywood. Um, you know, for it's, it's unar- inarguable that they're the two most popular actors in Hollywood, or at least amongst them. So, yeah, I mean, they probably have that support in that branch already. That's why I say I'm not, I would not be surprised at all if Gravity were to just take it and take, take the technical awards, take Best Director, and then take Best Picture. It would not shock me. At a minimum, at least it was innovative and like a milestone in movie making. Yeah. And so if you looked back, it wouldn't be like, oh, Gravity, what was that? You know, it actually yeah. did something. That's true. Cal, you get the final word on Best Picture, buddy. Make it good. All right. Well, uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to agree with a lot of people about the should, which is for me, her. Um, it will not win, as has been said before, but uh, I would be so happy if it did. Um, will is t- will is harder. I mean, you guys were just having a really good discussion about um, the the Academy really tends to not like to reward complicated movies with best picture, like movies that make you feel uh bad i mean looking back you've got you know argo which was very slick but like uh, very simple and the artist uh the king's speech 
Um, like going back, there's just list after uh, name after name of movies that are nothing like 12 Years a Slave. And I could absolutely see Gravity coming up, uh, coming up for the surprise victory here. But I could also see uh, American Hustle or Dallas Buyers Club doing so, honestly. Um, I think the only ones that I'm positive won't win are Her and The Wolf of Wall Street. Right. Philomena. I don't think Um, Philomena or Nebraska will win. No, I mean, I haven't seen Philomena or Nebraska, so I actually can't uh, say with those two, but... um, Don't worry, they won't win. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's 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 pretty much it's pretty much for Will. I honestly have no idea between Twelve Years a Slave, which was big and important and well made, but which might feel to voters like you know having to eat your vegetables, versus <laughs> uh, you know American Hustle or Gravity, which were these slick crowd pleasing movies that traditionally do kind of win. So. I'm going to, I think I might honestly go with, uh, her should win and, uh, gravity will win. Yeah. No, I think that, I think that's fair. I think, um, to, to your point about eating the vegetables, that's why all is lost is not in the best picture race. That's a fair point. And why it's not up for best actor. You kind of wonder too, if people, if people vote based on what was truly the, the best work that came out of this or as an endorsement for what do I want to see? Exactly. What kind of movies do I want people to make? And if that's the case, you're right. Maybe gravity does have a better shot. I'm trying to picture myself. It's target, unfortunately in target looking at the DVD section and trying to imagine the best picture logo on one of those movies. And it feels more natural on gravity to see it like with that logo when they come out with DVD saying like, this was best picture of the year and on 12 years a slave. Well, I would actually welcome that more than Gravity because it's a much more interesting piece, even though I have some problems with it. I just don't feel like it's as mainstream as Gravity. Yeah, I agree. I I'm agree. sticking with 12 years, but you've convinced me that it could it could easily be Gravity. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think it's a very compelling argument. And I just think David O. Russell is going to come out here with nothing. I mean, I, he, he usually does, um, other than maybe an acting prize, but they never reward him as Best Director. They never reward his movies with Best Picture. Because they're good. I, 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 I'm, I'm saying I don't. I, th- I think that trend is going to continue. I, I don't know what it is. I Do mean, you think it's him? He's also he's very, kind of prickly. He's right? very unlikable. Yeah. We talk about how, how how Steve McQueen is unlikable. David O. Russell is especially unlikable. They do not forget the Lily Tomlin incident. They don't forget the time George Clooney knocked him out on the set of Three Kings. I mean, it's uh, putting Christopher Nolan in a headlock over uh, Jude Law, of all people. I mean, these are incidents that, that Hollywood has a long memory. Well, and this isn't the movie of the movies I've seen of his where I think this is the movie where you're going to take everything, in my opinion. Right. And I also don't necessarily know it in regards to directing that he's, at least the past two years, where he's made a movie that's so flashy and you think that's an awesome job by directing, at least from Silver Linings in this movie. Maybe writing if he was involved in that, yeah. but... I don't know. I mean, there, there's some talent, like I said, in being able to pull out great performances out of good actors, sure. right? Or, or great actors. But I think that uh, he's just going to come out looking. But it's looking not. Sick. But it's not like Steve McQueen, where you think, "Oh wow, he really grabbed something out of Lupita." He's working with Christian Bale, yeah. who's already a great actor, Correct. right? Amy Adams been nominated many times over now. Right. So you know, there, you don't get the sense that there's maybe that. Maybe, who knows, but that uh, the hard work involved. I would have made that argument for Bradley Cooper last year, 
But now that we've seen what Bradley Cooper's capable of... It but Bradley, feels... his roles are so perfect for him in both of those movies because he plays that either douchebag or that kind of annoying or really obnoxious character yeah. that you almost sometimes want to believe Bradley Cooper is anyway, and to some degree. And so I don't, I don't, I, I have issues with Bradley Cooper being on this list. No, no, that's so. fair. I, absolutely. I, I, there are quite a few people that do. And, um, but I just, it's just one of these things that I want to point out that I will probably be wrong. I just think David o. Russell is going to be empty handed at the end of yeah. the night. So zero awards for that movie. I think zero awards for American Hustle. Prediction. And that's why I'm probably going to do terrible at the balloting uh, this year. But, uh, I mean, yeah. if I'm going by what I marked in, I have zero for it too, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. I no, no, I have one for costume design. Sorry. Yeah, I gave it production and costume. I think it'll get the environment setting awards. I, you, you may very well be right. You may very well be right. Well, we're going to wrap here. Guys, thank you so much. This was an awesome show. Maybe one of the best ones we've ever done. Very exciting, very fun. And uh, I look forward to doing it in 2015. Uh, guys, stay tuned for next week. We'll have a whole new group of people, and we'll be talking about Batman, which is really exciting. Hopefully, maybe I can even convince Harper to join us. We'll see. Um, but we'll be talking about a specific run of Batman comics for Batman Month, which is all throughout the month of February. Be on the lookout. Thanks so much. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.